What up, world? You tapped into another episode of Brutally Honest, Psych and Ali, Ali and Psych. What it do, cuz? How you feeling, man? I feel great, man. Turned 40 today. Is that right, man? That's a, that's a blessing, cuz. Happy birthday, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Happy birthday. You feeling good for the most part, man? I feel awesome. You know, I'm getting a lot of love wishes, a lot of love to talk, to be honest with you. This morning, I woke up. I woke up to about, I didn't have to work today. I woke up to about four text messages, you know, balloons and shit from right. from I mean, from app through the Apple, app emoji, balloons. I got a couple of coworkers that reached out to me. And I'm, I'm reading these uh, text messages, and next thing I know, I start to get a little teary-eyed. You know, people reaching out, people showing love to me. It's a beautiful, just a beautiful thing, man. It's really just wealth. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give you the most major compliment you can get. You, you looking... Every bit of thirty three, man. So, so, so something is going right, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, this is brutally honest. This is yeah, brutally honest. Yeah, yeah. But you know that, that that's a, you know uh, it, it's all about how you feel. Right. Like you know, you know, I've been into the law of attraction thing lately, and the guy said he, you know, he'd never say his age. I'm, you know, forty years old. I'm forty years young. And it's just attracting that energy. You know, you saying old, you putting old on you. That's right. You say young, you putting that young on you. That's right. You say every year, I, I get younger, I feel younger. I'm always going to be in good health and wealth. And it's all about your feelings. No matter what we focus on, our body tells, our body does what we tell it to do. Right. If we tell it. <laughs> I mean, well, mind over matter first and foremost. You know, for our mind is going to control, you know, our body and stuff like that. But. Yeah, cuz happy birthday to you, man. Blessings, man. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Yeah, but I, I want to get, man, I want to get um, get into something, man, a little personal situation, man. I had a uh, a real healthy, good conversation with my son's mom this morning, and it was kind of awkward and strange because we was more less talking about my ex-girlfriend right. and the love I got. I got for her, and I was just, you know, it's just funny how things go in full circle, man. And I came back and had to question my son's mom on it because, you know, with, with her, I, I love her. She's, you know, my, my son's mom and I tried and we right. grew apart and yeah. it just didn't work. But, you know, thinking back, I could have, uh, you know, took a little more time in trying to make it work. And I do realize, you know, just seeing our reaction sometimes, you know, she's still hurt. And, you know, you know, I recently broke up with my ex-girlfriend right. and it kind of came back full circle. I felt, you know, my ex-girlfriend kind of gave up on the situation right. early, just like I gave up. I feel, you know, now that I got older, I kind of gave up on that situation with that, man. And it just came full circle. You know, we got some clothes on, some stuff yeah. and it, it, it was really healthy. But, uh, you know, I always thought... You know, I try to manage when I was with my ex-girlfriend and my son's mom to get along. But, you know, things that had happened and it was just kind of hard to patch it up for them to get along. But with the conversation I had with my son's mom, I just, you know, you know, wish it still would have worked with my ex-girlfriend and for them to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. It's you know? hard to know how to do the right thing, especially when you're young. Loyalty comes from, I got this from Malcolm X, which we'll talk about later. Loyalty comes from loyalty comes when you give somebody something. Right. When we really evaluate having to be a man and you have maybe multiple baby mamas who have kids or um, have different families 
you might still have another girl. That's really difficult. You right. Know, just we, we give our men shit. You know what I mean? Father shit. Balancing those energies. That's that's not easy. Like, I don't give a fuck how good of a dad you are. For birth, for the balancing birth and personalities also. Yeah, balance. I mean, because how often? Let me ask you a question. I'll, I'll ask. I'll, I'll answer as well. When you wake up in the morning, when you were when you had your girl, your ex girl, and you're with her, right? Right. And you wake up in the morning. Who are you thinking about? Who do you have to think about? I'll answer the question for you. Yes, yeah, you got your lady there with you, but you also have to think about your baby mama because you're thinking about your son. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and then that, I'm glad you brought that up. That was the whole point. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't understand how some people fall out with their baby mom or baby daddy to the point it's just all bad. It's like you, something went well for you to sleep with this person. And the person made it about themselves. Made it about themselves, they made the situation about the, themselves, and they didn't realize that they disregarded their child when they behaved in that manner. Right, right. And then that's the most healthy thing is co parenting, getting along for the well being, for the mental space of the kid. The more, you know, I always felt the more y'all, as parents, you get along, the more healthier the kid gonna be, just mentally. You're 100% right, but you know, mama gotta have a life too. Right, 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 right. But yeah, not going back to that, it was just a real healthy conversation, man. Just breaking down, you know, just to, it, me expressing to her the love I still have for my ex-girlfriend mm -hmm. and to have a conversation with my son's mom, knowing she still got love for me. Right. Even though I feel me and my son's mom would never be together. Right. But, you know, just the maturity on her part oh, to yeah. sit down and have a conversation with me about another woman that I left her for. Right. You know what I mean? So it, it was, you know, it, it was a real healthy conversation, man. Women know how to navigate, man. Like nobody's business. We have our ways with women, but women know how to navigate us because they've had to navigate us probably since they were, you know, maybe eight years old or something. Right, like right. I mean, it just looked the question I had to ask her, and she just, you know, she was she mature was about it. She was mature about it. And I'm like, damn, how did you get over me and the wrong idea towards you? Because I'm now experiencing that with my ex girlfriend. Right. And just to talk to her about another woman for right. her to, you know, give me some honest, good advice. You know, it was just our, our growth and, you know, just us still being friends and, you know, just communicate, man. So I, I just you care to talk about what you guys, uh, what you came to her with? Uh, I mean, I, I just said it like, you know, I, I felt I, um, you know, kind of moved on from her with my ex-girlfriend and I didn't give it enough shot. I didn't, I didn't give it, I didn't give it a, uh, you know, I could have, you know, stood and, you know, try to make it work a little more. And I felt the same thing with my ex-girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, just the time invested, we had six, seven years in. And, you know, like I mentioned on the episode before, in the beginning, I had did some stuff, that, right. you know. And like we always say, it's a felony. Women never forget. Right. But I still felt that, you know, my ex-girlfriend could have... Uh, you know, just fought a little more and, yeah. you know, we we could have lasted a little longer. So to right. bring that to my son's mom, like, man, I'm still in love with this lady. How were you able to forgive me and get over the same shit that I'm going through with my ex-girlfriend? It's so amazing how women, we think that we need to be these champions for women and we do. But it's so hard as a man to understand how to do that shit because 
we're not trained to not be strong. Right, right. We're not trained to feel as if we're being regarded properly at a very vulnerable and a very weak place. Right. So when we come at a woman, we say, hey, look, you know, these are my flaws. These are my vulnerabilities. We are flawed individuals. Beyond that, when a man comes to a woman and says, um, I'm vulnerable, these are my vulnerabilities, this is what really makes me insecure. This is uh, where you know I'm, I'm flawed, and I really want I'm you know trying to work on this. It, it I'm telling you right now as a man, I feel very weak when I would say I'm mature enough to know that it's not weakness, but I feel weak when I'm um, having that type of conversation with the woman, right. even though they're completely compelled in what I'm saying. Honestly, I mean you good. Yeah, a lot of times I, I get honestly you good. I've, I've I've never had that um, conversation. With you need to. I mean, of course to. I'm flawed. But I just never had the conversation in a relationship like, hey, maybe, maybe in so many words, but, you know, just how you worded it, I've never just had that conversation before. But, you know, I've learned in my last relationship, I think that's I first, you know, uh, was a little bit vulnerable with her after, you know, just, you know, seeing the stuff I caused and, you know, yeah. just being accountable. But, um uh, because again, what if, you know, women know how to navigate men. Right. They know us well. They understand. I mean, they they, they smart. Women are smarter than us. It's true. It's not just about being smarter than us. They have to basically be aware of big strong monsters at all times. Right. 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 You know, and for some reason they enjoy it. That's I guess the maternal instinct. So they're equipped to handle an off balance man at right. all times. Right. Because they it's a defense mechanism. Right, 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 right. So when you come to your child's mother in a very honest, a very vulnerable, very possibly even portraying yourself in a flawed manner, she's going to be receptive to that. Right. You know, because um, she's equipped to. Right. Now, now you've made her, you've empowered her with your information and you've complimented her right. by trusting her and respecting her to um, communicate what was in your heart at right. that time. Right. I mean, it's, it, it's all growing. You chose her. It, it, it's all growing pains. You know, I, I, you know, just, I mean, you know, I'm not going to cry over spilled milk. I feel I'm at a point now I can articulate and, you know, to, you know, it was, I mean, they didn't hate each other, my ex-girlfriend and my son's mom, but, you know, it was some small cat fighting shit that caused them not to, get along. Now I'm at a point where, you know, if I was still, like I said, I ain't crying over spilt milk, but if, if the situation was still there, I'd now know how to navigate and make them get along in the two heads, you know. Well, you're older now, so you'd be more proactive. Right. I mean, and, and it's all, you know, this life is all an experience, you know, my next situation, I'll know how to handle it better. Not saying I handled everything wrong in the last situation, but right. just once again, balancing those personalities with, with yeah. two different women. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. But, uh, Setting yeah. up for success. So that foundation is everything. Right. Because right. men, when we get in our new situation, we're probably transitioning from another situation. And we're probably not, even though we would like to say that it is, we're probably have, we haven't closed the door on the last situation. That doesn't mean another woman, but it means maybe circumstances, maybe, um, where you're at in life at that time. Right. And so when we go, so now we're with this new woman still cleaning up 
what's behind us, we're coming in off balance. The woman gets hurt because you bumped into her when you were all because you're still off balance, and she um, didn't forgive you for that shit. Right, right. So then you progress. You now you've cleaned up your mess, but she still remembers the fact that you bumped into her. They're never going to forget. No, they're not going to forget. We get to, you just talked about the felony. Now we're further along, and and sometimes. You know, and this is with all due respect to women, but sometimes they have the resilience to see that through. You know what I mean? These relationships, these marriages we see, oh, they've been married for 50 years. You think the husband wasn't fucking up the whole time? Right. But, you know, some women have the resilience to see that through. Or the, the, the bigger picture. But the I bigger think, picture. I think a good thing for men, a good way to handle that is you're going to want to divulge that shit. Be honest and straight up with them early. Don't bullshit them. You know what I mean? Account- Even if accountability. their feelings get hurt, you still are giving them a, uh, a reference point for their own safety. Or right. you being for safe. You told them, and look, like, I'm fucked up right now. And back to back to your point, that, that comes with growth. I've recently, not saying, you know, growing up, I was just a liar, but, you know, I was ways around the truth. But, you know, within the last years, I've learned, you know, the truth will get you a long way versus lying. Because like you were back to your point, you're giving them that option. Like, hey, yeah. um, this is it. This is the deal. What's up? What we doing? Yeah. This what happened. What we doing now? Right. You know what I mean? Right. But, you know, it's it's, it's all in growing, man. It is all in growing. It's all in growing, man. It almost makes you wonder if a young man, like 22 years old, is even capable of that. You know what I'm saying? It, it, of having that balance. Because, you know, because really what it comes down to and this is going to make me sound a little weak, but, you know, pretty much you got to just do everything that the woman says. Nah, but right you got to right. find a woman that understands the direction you want to go in, and she understands the um, goals that you have for yourself. Well, the, but the when goals, she has feedback for you, the goals you got to catch that shit. The goals that you use that shit. The goals. some muscle from that shit. The goals, that you, the goals that you guys got for each other. They are for each other. But what I'm saying is you guys are not playing the same game, going towards the goal that you have. So when she says, Ali, this is how you need to manage this part of it, that's because she didn't grab some shit that you weren't paying attention to because you're looking the other way. Not that that's flawed and not that you're not giving her that same, uh, you know, whatever offering. She's just doing her job as, as complimenting you. Just, yeah, she's just like we would compliment, she's compliment them. She's complimenting. And that, that, that's a beautiful thing. We may, we may think that what we're hearing is some nagging, <laughs> a woman telling you to fucking you know do this and do that. You're like, God damn, if you don't shut the fuck up. I mean, it, I mean that too, but it's it's how you say it. Right. You know, it's just how you say it. Yeah. But what else we got? Would you say something about the uh, that Malcolm X doc Netflix? So when I first saw it, well, let me tell you what it's about. So they get into the background. who who killed Malcolm X, right? It's who killed Malcolm X. Um, they get into the background of. You know, Malcolm went to jail. He started off, his name was uh, Red. Red. His name was Red, like Harlem Red or something like that. And uh, Detroit Red. They called Detroit Red. You know, they had some pictures of him. You know, his head was looking all roughed up. Right. Kind of like on uh, the Malcolm X with Denzel Washington. Right. I was watching that the other day. You know, ironically, ironically, his brother had became a Muslim. His brother convinced him was sending in books, telling him about books, getting him to want to become a uh, Muslim. Right. Oh, so, so so the scene in the Axel Maxim movie would do converting him, that wasn't true? No, no, no. Well, I mean, I don't know 
all the dots to that necessary. extent. Right. The brother's the one. That, ironically, the brother's name is Reginald, which is my name. Is that uh, Malcolm? He had a brother? Yeah, I want to say a couple of brothers. I didn't know that. That's that's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, saw, I saw the um, documentary too, man. My take on it, man, some stuff I didn't learn. I, I learned from it that, um, you know, I, I think it was um, he, he just was, you know, once he discovered and they, you know, he first he um, he 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 was wrong for uh, you. I mean, you got to follow the orders. So Elijah Muhammad told him, "Don't say nothing about JFK," and he still did. I mean, you you can't go against the masters. Rules of like rules of forty eight laws of power. You can't go against the master. The master says something. You got to. That's what you got to do. Not necessarily. Not necessarily because they Malcolm had a more. Uh, I mean, he he thinking. he 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 t- he Elijah Ma- Elijah Muhammad told him. He said, "Hey, JFK is a popular man. A lot of people like him. Don't speak on him. It's bad for business." He said something anyway. Yeah, but I mean, that was the rebellion. That was the progression of the rebellion because he he was sick and tired of the motherfucking bullshit. He had already learned some information about what Elijah Muhammad is doing. Right, right. Here's another fact with the young gals. Malcolm again was a younger man, but Elijah and Elijah Muhammad, you know, older guy, has his own family, has his presentation, his pretty presentation of a family. Shit, that's a racket this motherfucker was running. He was right. running a racket. All these businesses, he was getting a percentage of everything. Right. And they was making money. And I so learned you got I Malcolm X comes in what's from a political man? perspective. He's he's thinking politically. He's thinking progressively. You know what I mean? Right. He knows that uh, he needs to be, um, that he needs to open up mosques in Los Angeles. He needs to open up a mosque in Philadelphia. He knows that he, you know, he, that he needs to go to, you know, tech. I mean, not probably not Texas, Chicago, uh, Detroit, Chicago, shit Detroit. like that. Right, because that's it's almost like the uh, what do you call it? The uh, when they vote the. Um, Electoral college kind of situation. Right. He was fucking putting, he was getting money in the money spots. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And so, and Elijah Muhammad's getting it, but, but it takes political, uh, it takes political, uh, you know, uh, connections to be able to do that shit. So, he, so mm-hmm. Malcolm X is thinking politically. He's thinking about political growth. Right. And, and then when yeah, he's, and, then yeah. he's, and then when people are coming to him saying, yo, my 17 year old son, my 17 year old got shot in the head. Out here in LA, true story, uh, or you know, um, I don't know if he's seventeen or not, but he got shot in the head. That's not a religious. That's not a religious uh, interest, nor is it a racial interest. Right. That is a Just political so. interest. That's saying, hey, no, we need to stop this. We need to change these atmospheres. You know, police is shooting. Got you know, you know, young brothers, you know uh, that needs to stop. He's going political. Right. That's not religion. Elijah Muhammad is preaching religion. He wants to spread the word. Right. He's not thinking in terms of I need to change black people. The 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 um, objective or the uh, interest in wanting to help black people is not religious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's he was, political. He, and, he was pro black. He was all for uplifting blacks. But uh, so you see how that differs, though. You see how their 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 interests right. and. Um, yeah, as Malcolm got bigger, he realized like, "Hey, I'm. I can do more. I can do more." When he went to Mecca and realized like, "Hey, you know, it's, it ain't just black folks over here." Right. 
But you know, it, it, it was a good doc, man. I, I learned a lot from it. What I did, what I didn't know, man, um, they was kind of using my main man, Muhammad Ali, kind of as a pond. Like it was like, okay, he was like, he was like a, he 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 was like a, um, you know, like the child, like who's gonna get custody of him? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, again, what it came down to was Elijah Muhammad had something to offer. Let me just talk about if you want loyalty, you gotta offer something, or or loyalty is created when you give people stuff. Right. So, bottom line is, you know, you give Muhammad Ali a name. A powerful name after yourself because you're the most important black person on the planet. Right. right now. I mean, it, it, it was business. Though. And you, uh, they, I think money, they, they, it was the religion. And just like they said, Malcolm X couldn't offer him shit. Right, but he brought him to the party. He was, he was like, he was like Malcolm his X pro- and him were brothers. Right, he and brought him to the party. Had to. He was like his protege. He, uh, Muhammad, Malcolm X brought. Muhammad Ali to Elijah Muhammad introduced him to the identified just like you said using he identified the golden goose right right early right. and Malcolm X is a cool dude probably uh you know understands where he's coming from so Malcolm X is trying to woo him too this is two motherfucking uh, uh sports agencies fighting for Canada. exactly exactly and then you know the Muslims won and they really did lose their brother yeah did that that brought seen it and I noticed, like, that was pretty awkward, man. I, it always made me feel a certain type of way in the actual movie when it showed that um, Malcolm died and it just showed his reaction in that. I know they were both hurt. Like, Ali, I know he was hurt and Malcolm was hurt that he decided to, you know, go with Elijah Muhammad. But back to that, Malcolm was out of pocket, though. You know, it's like, hey, these are the orders and that's that. If we got a if we, you know, right now we're running a podcast, we get two other guys, we're the main, you know, we established this. If the two new dudes do something that we don't like, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. So that's what happened. That's, exa- that's exactly what happened, no, man. No, You know, it just, Malcolm X got to a point where he was tired of just being a scholarship black wide receiver. I heard getting money, bringing millions of dollars in this motherfucking state. All these motherfuckers is here to see me. All this money you're making is because of me. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And y'all making all this money off of my sweat, you know, off of my sweat. And then you tell me, you know, when I have an opinion on some shit, I decide I want to fucking have some independence for once. You still, you time still have to follow it, it, orders. No, 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 no. Because it depends on what rules you're playing by. And it depends on what you identify as a consequence. We'll, we'll get back to that part. But you have this guy who's like, shit. I'm the fucking reason why this motherfucker didn't grow. I'm the reason why. But that, hold on, I'm the reason why all these Muslims is all that, that was a big that was a United States that, right now. I'm the one. I'm the reason why you motherfuckers are rich. But that, I'm the reason that, you guys that, are rich that, right that, now. That was a and big, let me tell you something. I'm poor. I'm Malcolm X. That's more information that they didn't really do to the documentary that I've read. Right. Malcolm X, he, he really would be giving his money back to, to his, was, his he, cause. He was. His, he was. his wife and kids was hungry. They was. They was. They was. Which is a fucked up situation. They was. Well, man, I mean, he's so obsessed because he might have a drug past. He was so obsessed with his objective. He just couldn't break from that shit to the end. Right. Now, th- that was a big order, though. We're talking about the president of the United States at the time. So we're not, the, okay. In the, that, conversation that was, of, in the conversation of was it a mistake um, or was it the wrong thing to do? Yes, it was the wrong motherfucking thing to do. Okay. 
but um, it, it wasn't it wasn't about that. It wasn't about that. You know what I mean? It wasn't about that. It wasn't yeah, about yeah. the fact that it, it, it was, was it was a combination of things. But that it was, was political and religion. Right. Bottom line is, is you insult the president, you fuck it up my business. Exactly. You can't be too. Here's the thing: if you if you if you a corner boy, and you can't be loud with your shit. Right. If you loud with your shit, you know, then my bread and butter is gonna get fucked up. It was a fucking, it was a business move, but you know, he got tired of the bullshit. And, and, it, and it was Not a threat in my life anyway. And so it I was, might as well keep it real. And it was a combination of things. You know, a lot of the brothers was getting jealous of Malcolm with his notoriety and, you know, the fame that he was getting. And, you know, and he was, you know, the government was in law. I think it was a combination to answer the question of the documentary. It was a combination. I think, um, it was a uh, collaborative thing, man, with some, some Muslim brothers in the government. I, I think that, that that's what it was. Yeah, it was. Um, it was Elijah Muhammad for sure. Let me tell you like this: if Elijah Muhammad didn't want him dead, he wouldn't have been dead. Right. Because hundred percent Elijah Muhammad. Right. He was behind that, and I, I'm not gonna say. And I think he was influenced by his uh, his children, and. Um, Possibly some FBI agents, as you're saying, but it was 100 percent my life. He says, "I don't want him dead. He will not be dead." Period. Right. They and and even if it was uh, he didn't order it, and that was, might have, and that, and, that, and that was given the green light in so many words. Yeah, 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 yeah. But not just that. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a associating. Um, what am I trying to say here? He's trying to um, if he said if he says, I don't like what he's doing. It's not about the fact that he just ordered the murder. He is giving this person an excuse to go rogue and do it. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, now, you know, I learned a lot of stuff, and man, it was just sad how it went down, man. Malcolm was a powerful dude, man. But they, I, I didn't see, um, they didn't talk about Farrakhan too much in that, and people would always say, no Farrakhan concern. has something to do with no, it. No, no, no. Farrakhan was amongst he was amongst, you know. I know that he was always he was he was a big he was a heavy player. He was an important guy uh, in in you know the Muslim uh, culture or dynamic at that time. But he was amongst probably thirty others. Right. And even if he was a top voice or the top three voices or the top five voices in uh, Elijah Muhammad's ear, everybody was talking that shit. That right. Morning, and he probably just found the energy, caught up with the energy. And um, it was nothing but a fucking mob mentality kind of thing. And so right. even if he says, yeah, let's do it, and then they did it, but there's no reason to talk about him. If you have no reason to, if he, if we don't, if we can't admit it, or if, he, if we don't have enough proof, then um, there's no reason to talk about Farrakhan. Right. Yeah, now I, I peeped that um, at the end when he showed his wife after he got killed, man, Betty was just so strong. She was going through it, but she was strong. Did you peep the part? She was like, you know, my husband, his his words and the things y'all might not understand now, but his way, his word, he's gonna be legendary. His words is gonna go a long way for a long time. And she's hurt. She's at her worst at that moment. And she for her to still, you know, um, get the energy to say that, man, that that was deep to me. You gotta appreciate that. But you know, black women are the strongest on the planet. For sure, absolutely. Black women are the strongest on the planet. And shit, they're put to deal with, you know, their husband. Right. Burnt off. Motherfuckers been getting burnt off for 400 years. So, you know what I mean? It, she's, she's, you know, her, her uh, you know, 
her evolution of self right. was capable of handling that shit. And then she knew it. They didn't even get death versus like a motherfucker. Right, it's right, almost right. like dying of cancer or something like that. You know what's coming. Was, it's inevitable. Right, right. And also, also, one thing I knew just reading all some other information is apparently um, she would be like, you know, sleeping with some of the other, uh, some of his staff because Malcolm X wouldn't have sex with her because he's obsessed with the movement. And so... You got to think. I never heard that. Yeah, she might have. Um, what did you read? Wait, I got to see that because I've never heard that. I never <laughs> yeah, heard that. Come on, don't be, don't be making yeah, up yeah. shit. But I. Uh, but what I'm saying is, is sometimes the woman is tired of this motherfucker. And I know that's, this is the brutal truth, the brutally honest right here. Sometimes the woman is tired of this motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm tired of doing all this shit. Right, right, right. Getting bombs through my shit. Right, I, I didn't say shit. I'm getting sick and tired of this I, shit. I, I didn't and sign. ain't got no money. Right, I and didn't. These motherfuckers got all these riches. That's real. That's real. I didn't sign up for this shit. Uh, I was watching, uh, <laughs> and I just thought about this. I'm watching. Uh, what's that shit with uh, Forrest Whitaker uh, about Bumpy Johnson? Harlem, Harlem. Uh, no, it's called it's called Bumpy Johnson. I've been I've been hearing about. It. I ain't seen it though. I watched it. Let me tell you. So Elijah Muhammad comes to Malcolm X. This is on the show. Right. Uh, what is the name of the shit? Harlem, uh, King of Harlem or something like that. King of Harlem, something like that. God damn it. Anyway, so um, he says, uh, he said, you know, some of the brothers are saying that, you know, your wife's not happy or something. And this is in the movie. In, okay. in the sitcom, whatever it is. And Malcolm X like, well, she just steady complains, constant manipulation, always complaining. This is Malcolm X talking to Elijah Muhammad in the show. Okay. Right? right. That's what she's getting at. That's what he's talking about. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I, I've been hearing it's good. I just ain't got a chance to see it. But it is so just the point being is he's stressed out, and he and they're probably arguing. They're probably having domestic fucking issues. Right. 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 You know? Right. Right. And shit, she might have the reason why she might be so strong is not because she wasn't sad, but because shit, she's ready to transition. You never know. I mean. I Hey, I know one thing, man. They had some strong DNA. I've just been watching interviews with his daughter, man, and they grew up to be some strong women, man, just based on their demeanor and, the, you know, how they talk to lose their dad that early. Right, right They, they right. grew up to be some strong, you know, solid women. So you know, his daughter's a beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman. I was like, man. She's a beautiful woman. What do you have, three, three, four daughters? I don't know how many daughters. Did, did you know this? Um... Years ago, one of his daughters, which was Malcolm X's grandson, got killed the same way he got killed. Like in, I forgot where was it at, like London, Brazil or something. But they shot him down and killed him in the street really bad. His grandson, years years ago. I didn't know that. Really that's bad. A heavy, uh, that's a heavy, uh, you know, shadow to kind of shape, even if you are the grandson. You know what I mean? You can think of that. Maybe I need to be great, too, since I have all this DNA right. in me. And you know, it's it's, it's just sad how they took Malcolm out, man. It, you know, if you black on, let me tell you, that's black on black crime. That's black. Just I, I think I think a lot of it had to do with the government. Though. It's irrelevant. A this lot of a lot of it had to do with the government. Even fucking lackey to do that shit. Hey boy, hey nigga, come kill us, motherfucker, because we told you to. It's still it's the same way. It's just like you know my. Um, my theory, how they did Nipsey Hussle, same shit. The government had to do, you know, because it don't look like them. If we can hire somebody that look like you, it don't make it seem like we did it. Same thing with what Elijah Muhammad said. It's the reverse psychology tactic. He said, hey, if I wanted him dead, he'd be dead. Simple you got to you gotta throw him off. And that, that's terrible. It's terrible. You know, 
black people, we just we just gotta, I mean, I know this is my sound cliche, we gotta stop killing ourselves. We gotta stop killing ourselves, you know. Actually, I read something and we talk about how black crime is so terrible. Truly, it's black incarceration that's terrible. But black crime is just just another category because they say ninety percent of people get murdered. Ninety percent of not black people get murdered, or violent crimes happen within from another black person. But let me add something to that: ninety percent of white crime is going against other white people. Exactly. Other ninety percent of Mexican crime, ninety percent of, exactly. of Asian crime, right. and so we're all struggling and working through. Um, we all have problems, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's white crime that's a big fucking problem that they need to do something about because it's getting out of hand. It, it's, and there's it's, a Mexican problem, murder problem, and violent crime problem. It, it, it's, they need to get it's, out it's of your, it's, it's your demigrant that it's your demigrant that go to jail. Right, it's your demigrant that you're in. If you grew up in a neighborhood where it's mainly black people, of course, black is going to kill the black. Say you might be in Chinatown and Chinese going to kill the Chinese and saying you're in the suburbs and it's a lot of whites, the whites gonna kill a lot of whites. They just make it seem like black on black. But you know, to your point, our races kill each other. It, it ain't just us. Right. It's just not us. And, that, and that's what that's what Malcolm X was. It was black on black crime. Right. At the simplest level, black on black crime, which is terrible. I mean through the by the by the hands of the government. Probably so. You know, they just, like I said, they just threw that face out there. Probably I mean, so. I said, yeah, that's why you can, you know, my theory with the um, with the whole Nipsey Hussle thing, man. It's just like, remember when it first happened, I said, that's what it is. Remember in Belly. Right. Remember Belly? Mm-hmm. How they uh, was going to have DMX kill the minister the same way? Yeah. That's that's what happened. I said, people, people made that parallel. That. That, that's, that's what happened, man. Uh, you know, Don Dummy, and this is not new, but... The fact that we lost Nipsey Hussle and Kobe Bryant, we didn't lost some. We, we lost some monsters, the, the, man. We the, lost some monsters. The, the inter, look, look, the internet, man. That still takes so much, man. The internet can be so brutal. When it first happened, a lot of I went to LeBron James' page, and you know everybody was waiting on him to comment and say something about Kobe because. I mean, it was just crazy how it happened. He breaks the record the right. night before. Right. It was in Philly. Uh, Kobe last post was about LeBron. Right. So someone posted, like I said, the internet can be brutal. Someone posted, man, since you've been in L.A., Nipsey died and Kobe. Take your ass back to Cleveland. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Brutal. That, that's, that's brutal. Here's something else is brutal. They always say everything happens in threes. It's, you know, it makes you wonder. Which See that's that's uh, I don't get caught I don't ca- I don't get caught up in that I don't get caught up that that's a, black leader is gonna die next. See now that's that's uh because it wants everything is about <laughs> law of attraction because I don't get caught up in all that superstitions and all that. Listen, no, but you because you because you say stuff. Let me tell you when I first learned, man. When I uh, like the law of attraction is real, but um, when I was younger. When I was about uh, probably like 17, 18, I used to always think, man, I wonder what would my funeral be like? I wonder who's going to, who would be there? How many people going to come? Is this person going to be there? And then I got in this situation, I almost died. I never thought about, I don't think about that shit no more. I mean, your, your, your thoughts is powerful, man. Yeah. Thoughts is powerful. Yeah. 
I used yeah. to imagine and visualize and all that shit. I had that life changing incident. Never again. I'm only thinking about living life and right. traveling and joy and happiness and you know things like that, man. Kobe said, what did Kobe say? Kobe said, uh, I want to die early and I want to be. Um, yeah, and see, that was Kobe. Back to that, like you, you got to be careful what come out your mouth. Like because immortalized, just, immortalized. That's right. That's right. And it's not even about the fact that he said it, and it's not about the fact that the basketball player who had the platform to speak on it was the one he told that to. Right. He meant that shit. He meant it. He felt that shit. He, he had that conversation with multiple people, he and he thought that shit multiple times. I mean, he he, he, he did his, you know? When they shot, old dude shot Nipsey Hussle, apparently what Nipsey Hussle said was, um, you was right, get the fuck up out of here. No. He's like, all right, man, you got me, man. Just stop, man. You got me. He had when he shot him. Yeah, he said he said he got me. He said he got me. Who did that come from? I never heard. That of came him. from Nipsey Hustle. I mean, how do I don't know. Maybe, said maybe the dude shot him, said it, or maybe someone was around or something. Right. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that's a fact, though. And uh, and when, but just think about the energy from those words. The energy from those words is I, I know I knew this was going to happen. Right. I knew this was going to happen. That's probably why he was so productive because he knew that he um, I was go limited. I he might have been a murderer or something. I would not. Now you're going too far. I'm not now, going too far. Now you're going too far. You're ready to have it. I mean, not, not, I mean to, a, to a point, and you know, I did hear one of his last songs he did, and he said something like that. Like, man, I'll probably die in the streets or something like that. Same thing Tupac would right. always do. All, two, all Tupac talked about was dying. Right. You see what happened? Right, ready to die. Biggie, ready to die. Crazy, it's just, it's just terrible. I mean, your, your thoughts and your words is powerful, man. Tupac, Tupac, he could have, he probably was gonna become Nipsey Hussle. Right. If he could have maybe got just a little more and, experience. And, and, and just, um, you know, transfer that energy in a positive way back to, you know, my guy Muhammad Ali. What was his conversation like? I'm the greatest. I'm going to knock this dude out in three rounds. He would knock the dude out in three rounds. Like Muhammad Ali said he was the greatest after he won his first fight. What he ended up being? The greatest. Words is powerful, cuz. I am the greatest. That's what he said. Words is powerful. He only affirmed positive shit, shit that he wanted to see. I said that's a lesson, you know, for everybody that's listening right there. With that powerful of a mind, that powerful of a mind, that level of instinct, just whatever that is, is in him. You know, he must have known, and this is probably fucking honest, he must have known that he was going to be handicapped later. You know, he might have he nah, lived that he, hard. He, he, he might have lived that hard. He might have lived that hard because he knew that the other side was was going to be coming close, closer than it needed to. Nah, he just too fought. strong of a mind to miss. Yeah, shit nah, he, he fought too. He, he fought understood that he just, shit when he was in the ring. I mean, the, the, he said, "This is gonna fucking kill me." You, you said my head hurts a little bit. Too you, much. you said the key word though, because he understood, and it takes for us to understand. We all can. We all got that ability. We are creators. That's fine, but what I'm telling you is, if he's that strong of a mind, right. he's well aware of what's to come. Superman gonna have some type of kryptonite, basically. Um. I might be paralyzed one day. I don't want to say all that. He might. He might have been that sharp. Nah. Or, or 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 boxing is is gonna fuck me up. 
I mean, no, because that was sad to see him go out like that. You just see a powerful mind, and then his last years, just the condition he was in. I don't think he would have wanted to go out like that. He just That's fought not, too much. He, he the the to, last two, he, the last two, there. three fights, he just fought too much, man. The trauma, the you know, the brain damage. He knew, was he knew just, that was happening. He knew that was happening, and that's why he was so extreme as when he was living right. uh, in, a, in a healthy manner. You know, that's why he said, I mean, he had a bunch of baby mamas and all this other shit, too. You know what I mean? Like, my right, mama right. had Elijah Muhammad. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, you know, that's nothing Elijah Muhammad had was women. Throwing women I mean, hey, when, when you're a powerful black man, that just come with it. Yeah, that, that just come with it. I always say, man, the only... uh. Powerful black men don't cheat as uh, Obama and Steph Curry. Well, you know, it's uh, I mean, I mean and for the record, black, and for the record, black men don't cheat. But go ahead. No, they do not. Okay. We're 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 righteous, good-hearted, great men that love our women. That's what we. I can contest to that. We love our women. We're faithful, good men. It doesn't get better than us, black men. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I didn't know that too. They know that shit. Right. They know that shit. And white men do cheat. And Asian men, I don't know if they fucking cheat. Oh, Mexican oh. men, absolutely. Mexicans, they just accept it a lot better than other races. All the, all all the other races, cheating. all the other races cheat. The only man don't cheat is black men. No. We're the most faithful good man that you that you can come across. Just a little romantic. <laughs> we have energy. We uh, you know, know how to handle ourselves in certain environments. We're the cream of the crop. You know, you know, laugh. You know, might cry. <laughs> you, you get you get it all in one. You know, you have a adventure of a life. Yeah, because back to that man, it's just we all have that though. We all can create and manifest and see it and put it out there, man. And, right. and you know, that's what he knew well. Yeah, you know, and that that's the difference from you know Muhammad Ali affirming greatness. And I mean, Nipsey and Pac was great too. But they just talked about death and that energy, you know, unfortunately came back at them. And that's how this, you know, that's how this life things work. This thing works. It's, it's all the experience. And, you know, we got to use our experience the right way to create. Nipsey and Kobe were both entrepreneurs. They were about the community. Yeah, Kobe, terrible. Kobe was powerful, man. I was just looking at uh terrible. looking at a lot of his, terrible, terrible. his, his interviews. His interviews lately, man. Dude was a dude was a genius, man. Smart, smart dude, man. That was a big loss. Uh, unfortunate. Big loss. I still can't believe it. Right. I still can't I believe it. No, we I am gonna go so far as saying there's no one that we have probably witnessed live and visually watch the shit any more than him. I mean, who else? Right. Just watch and live like that. Because that's right. the ultimate life is being physically active. You know? Right, right, right. I mean, then to the next phase of his life, what he was doing, he was, you thought he was so much of a asshole on the court. You just, you know, everybody thought he would be miserable once he retired. And shit, he was living better when he was retired. He was advocate for the women's basketball and doing the thing with his daughters. Just, just sad, but you know, if you can, you know, we can take anything from life this show, man. Just, you know, always affirm greatness and, and see it. You know, I'm we had this conversation before. I'm getting the habit where, you know, I don't say anything negative about myself. Like I hear people say they're broke. If you're broke, you're gonna to continue to be broke. Broke right. is a mentality. Right. Even right. when I was broke, I never said I was broke. It's it's a mindset. 
you're going to continue to attract that. So, you know, stay positive, my people. And, you That's know, good, actually. I mean, yeah. I'm not trying to implement You know what I mean? Oh, I'm broke. People say I'm broke. Well, you're going to continue to be broke because that's how you're thinking. Yeah. And and I'm terrible with that. Like my uh, self-deprecation is there's a lot of room for improvement. You know what I'm saying? So something like that, that's a good nugget to take. Because that, that, that's what that's what I live by, man. Like it's it always like I just really start studying and seeing what the law of attraction thing was about. But I always had this certain confidence growing up. Like right. I always you know, felt that way about myself. Like when I, I dated this girl, um, probably about 15 years ago, older woman. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I'm damn there was her boy toy. Right. Her ex dude was a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Here I come, I'm still sleeping on my mom's couch. Right. I never got, you know, intimidated that she used to date a millionaire. Cause in my head, I felt I was a millionaire. Right. So right. I was cool. Like, all right, cool. That's what your ex dude did. I'm sleeping on my mom's couch, but you know, I'm a millionaire too. Just having that manifested and it just always worked. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And she identified it that way too. Because you know, women women really are not all about this superficial bullshit that we think that they are. You being a million a millionaire in your soul was just as valuable to her exactly. as millions of dollars motherfucker had. Right, and so maybe that's just what she does. You know, I'm I'm right. a different millionaire because he could have been a millionaire and didn't have that extra. Right, he might have zero dollars. He might have just had money. Sure, I mean, because you can have money and still be broke. Right, you did. Right, but uh, yeah, man, life is good, man. And like I said, we're gonna continue to affirm that you, you know, you you. You're 40 years younger today. That's right. Keep that mentality and, you know, get younger, healthier, and, you know, wealthier every year, every day, man. We're just going to continue to evolve and, and, and grow. You got anything else? Um, I don't like Dwayne Wade's energy right now. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. contest is what I'm getting at. It's not a good look. It's not not a good look for the guy, and he's really not that uh, articulate when he's talking. When he's uh, that kid, I mean, like like I like 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 I said on the episode, we did. You just I've been doing a little more research, and he's just not educated about it. You know what it is? He's probably educated. I think he's just really not smart. But let me tell you, he is smart. He's smart because maybe because he's so internally frail that. He needs that strong, powerful woman to just to run him properly. You know, I need you to dress me. I need you to, uh, you know, tell me what job I need to take right now. Oh, that's cool, but I'm not sacrificing. I need you to tell me where I need to move on from my basketball career. I need you to tell me where I need to play next. And because I'm so internally frail, but I got all this importance, you know, I need you to, uh, you know, back back to back to the man that we was just saying. Maybe the chick that I was dating, he had the money. But he didn't have the eternal shit. Well, not not. It's not just about that though. He he's frail and got a strong woman, an older strong woman. So she, I mean, she might be fucking, you know, sixty years mature right. to his thirty years mature. Right, so she's right. Probably absolutely controlling every aspect of his life, and but he's able to function and still have his integrity still be respected and still uh, kind of be um, like an alpha and still kind of be heavily regarded. Yeah. Um, the fact that he's, you know, with that, with that, the strength from that, 
it's just working for him. Yeah, I took the approach from we judge it. We judge it. I, it's I, not a very masculine way to go about things, but it's, it's that's what he needed, and it's working for him. And God bless. Yeah, I mean, God bless, but he he out of pocket, man. I saw some shit today. He talking about cutting his this is the son dick off. Like that's fucking crazy. He's twelve years old. Like he's it's a mental disease. It's it's a mental problem that he needs help. Don't you can see the position that he's putting him in? Like he's going to be an advocate for a, no 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 he better well, hold on no his son just to pressure hold on hold on hold on hold on what yes what yes oh. yes he he went on Ellen so like hey we calling him Zaya or whatever no I saw that but uh, he's going to identify as Zaya and they're talking about cutting his dick off. Like they're gonna have a surgery. Whatever the case is, no, it's just, hold on. is he is that serious? Yes, it's serious. Yes, it's crazy. He ain't giving him a chance. I I think it's a, uh, you know, like I mentioned before, no one is born with a, a gay gene. It's just you know, it's just a mental illness that he's fucking. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, I've said before, you can't really speak on a man business, but shit. He making it our business. Right. Like keep that shit to yourself. He's on Sports Center talking about that. How many times did I say Thomas talking about his gay son? Even Magic and his son is kind of lightweight a celebrity too. Right. Oh, he said Thomas got a gay son too? Yeah. Wow. This is a fact, man. It's a fact. Yeah, keep that shit to yourself though. They can't do that. Oh my God, they just cannot do that. Yeah, he's just, it's, it's sad, man. It's sad, it's fucked up. But you know, that's, uh, that's you know, people are our show. If you ain't tuned into our show from about a month ago, The Agenda, we talk about a lot of that, this similar topic on that. People, you know, y'all tap in on our show. But we're going to wrap it up. This has been another classic episode of Brutally Honest. Uh, like I always say, Whatever you desire to be, however you see your highest self, just wake up and be that person every day and you can't lose for show suggestions or questions or any type of ideas or just feedback on the show. Email us at bhpodcast2020 at yahoo.com. We out. Yee.